to me. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Fitzgeralds, Minnesota Wild. They're playing their first uh, playoff game here against the St. Louis Blues. Yep. We have a bar full of literally scores. uh, Well, scores is literally 10 of people. Tens. 10 of people watching. Tens of people. Enthralled. Tonight we're shooting middle of the road stuff. What do we got? Uh, Jameson. Let's do it. It's a Jameson kind of week. Whew. There's a lot of alcohol in Jameson, I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> Ooh. All right. <laughs> we're just going to spend the we're going to spend yeah. 45 minutes coughing and sort of like swallowing. So, how was your week, Dave? Oh, my week was good. Generally, um you know, outside of that Minnesota result, uh Yeah, I can't complain, man. Oh, you're really diving into the shit. Yeah, I know. I New boss, new You get a new boss, huh? Yeah, everything's going really good there. Uh, how about you? How was your week? You have you have like you have the life of like kids and shit. Like I, I go to a bar, I drink, I go home, I make a meatloaf, I go home. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I just do like general like rel- relatively like regular uh, adult things. You have yeah. kids, so yeah. So I mean. I don't know. That's not that. The stories from that are either fun or not fun. So the only thing I can say about the kids this week, if you ever noticed, by the way, when when you talk to somebody who has young kids, you're like, hey, how was your week? They're like, oh, it was great. The kids had a good time or whatever. Like they can't even speak for themselves. It's always just the kids. Uh, oh yeah, no, and I, I I don't I don't care about your kids. Oh sure, I'm sure you don't. I don't care about your kids. I, so let me talk about me through yeah, my exactly, kids. Yeah, okay? exactly. Please. So uh, well, d- I was. Well, okay. well hold on, just stop talking with your mouth there for a second. So I was doing the live tweet for uh, the Minnesota versus Dallas game, uh, and uh, for for 55-1, and I was trying trying to do that. My wife was gone. It was just me and my kids. I'm like, this is gonna go fine. I got this. And like 15 minutes in, my son just shits his pants. And so I'm, like, trying to watch the TV. I'm, like, just scraping underwear off of shit-encrusted legs. I'm like, these are in the garbage. I don't even care. i got to watch this game. i got to get some sweet tweets out there, uh, trying to get some passing charts and stuff like that. Natalie comes, knocks over my pop, just spills all over. Holy hell, everything is sticky. My laptop is all wet. I'm doing everything I can not to just yell at my kids and stuff. Still some quality tweets out of the old 55-1 there. So, uh, honestly, I think I deserve a medal. I probably would have, would have murdered my children, but that's just me. Yeah, I didn't live tweet the murder of my own children. Yeah. Well, this Fair went enough. to a dark, dark place. I let's, mean, uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> let's uh, talk about the stuff we came here to talk about. Um, we're going to move into the segment where we recap the last game that we saw, which is called What the Hell Just Happened? And uh, you know what? We have had losses where the What the Hell Just Happened would be more applicable than this particular loss. What were your general impressions about this loss to FC Dallas? Um, generally, I mean, I don't know. We, we, we have a, a bullet bullet point in here at Google Doc. Um, and then we, we start with the best moment of the game. And that is generally, you know, with the Minnesota United specific best moment of the game. Um, I mean, clearly the best moment of the game was definitely not in that first half. That first half was absolutely was a rough dreadful. Half, yeah. um, for me, the best moment of the game was Abu Dhabi coming in and he played he played out of his ass for 30 minutes he almost scored two goals it was or contributed to two goals he uh he almost scored a goal off his ass or his back i guess back yeah when he uh on that diving header that he had um and so i mean seeing uh our first round draft pick the first overall pick being somebody who can actually um generate some offense is a very good sign in spite of uh, the, the end result of that game. Well, so. t- tough question for you. How much of his ability to get in and try to do some tenacious stuff was due to game states? We were up. We were up. 
Oh, 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 the wild. <laughs> We're watching the wild game as well. Uh, so how much of that was due to um, game states that Minnesota are behind by a couple of goals, Dallas is playing on heavy legs, they take the uh, foot off the pedal a little bit? It's possible a little bit of that, but we've seen Dunlady do some of this magic uh, before on against other teams. Uh, last week against uh, RSL, um, a couple weeks ago against Colorado, like he has he has the pace now. Whether he has that pace for an entire ninety minutes, I don't know. I don't think so. At least not yet. So therein lies the rub. It's like this this guy could be is this guy like a super impact sub that can go for like 30 45 minutes and just go to go to town or can he do this for 90 minutes as a striker up top i don't know but what i've seen from him so far um in his abbreviated amount of time looks really good yep i liked it uh and i don't disagree i think he was great i'm gonna go a different direction with best moment of the game i'm gonna go with uh, johan venegas dribbling and shooting in the 58th minute there he had a couple of good shots so you might not remember the one i'm talking about but uh came uh left center dribbled sideways right got a free space and uh took a shot took a great save by uh, the goalkeeper who who uh gonzalez made a ton of great saves he made uh, the a other night. bunch of great saves yeah it's it's easy to throw minnesota under yeah. the bus when you but if you look back on it he kept them in this game easily could have been a tight game with all the opportunities we had but um that for me was great i loved seeing venegas get a little bit more um, active. Uh, I love to see him taking those bold shots. Uh, if you look at the heat maps, he was actually playing on average as high as Christian was. Uh, a lot of times he was as high or higher, which I think t typically he had been playing as a second striker. He got up high there, and I was, uh, it, that was cool to see. He obviously saw more action from it, but we had a lot of trouble connecting with Ramirez, so there might have been a kind of a double-edged uh, sword there, but I, I like what I saw from Venegas, so let's, let's shift toward the stuff that's probably more in your and, I, your and my wheelhouse, <laughs> which is to say the well, worst moment of the game. a general Minnesota uh, wheelhouse. That's fair. That's that was the worst moment of the game. Um, for me, I go back and forth. Like, the, the first goal where literally nobody marked Walker Zimmerman as he headed it back into the box was Who's absolutely atrocious. And I... I was, we were at playoffs watching the game, and I, I was just yelling at everybody in the, the, like, 20 people watching at the bar with me, and I couldn't believe it. But then I was like, well, that's, that's obviously the worst moment of the game. And then I saw the throw-in. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I can't, pick, I, can't pick, I can't pick one or the other, so I'm okay. sorry. I can't pick one or the other. Not being able to pick among the toughest moments is yeah. uh, that's something we suffer from around here. Uh, yeah. so, so for me, I, I, I did pick... I agree on Birch on the first goal. Um, uh, Birch was the one who missed the cover. I don't care if you're playing man coverage. I don't care if you're playing zone coverage. He was out of place. He was playing way too, too centrally. And uh, you're right, Walker Zimmerman had all kinds of space and there. So on that, funnily enough, like Colorado got the shit kicked out of him down in Sporting Kansas City, and they were pining for Birch afterwards, like because they got worked. On that left, on the left side, on the, the right side, they had some big changes this wow. last week too. There's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, interestingly, we saw Birch, in my opinion, playing uh, more centrally than I think he should have in a lot of times throughout the night, and some of that could have naturally been um, tactics. We want to play compact. We want to concede the wings because we think that's going to be a net benefit for us. That's fine, but on a free kick, you can throw some of that to the wayside and start to mark your man. So, uh, not not great by Birch. I would say, hey, you know, he's trying to get integrated with our team, but you know what? That's that's not a team thing. Cover your man, you know. Yeah. Uh, official scorecard. What did you think of this referee, the yellow team? Did we skip the most WTF moment of the game? Oh God, look, I'm such a poor. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not really like a Regis Philbin kind of guy, you know. I don't. Uh, um, I mean, for me, most WTF moment of the game is Jesse Gonzalez standing on his head. He's he's technically the uh, second keeper in Dallas. Uh, even though he's been a much better keeper. Uh, hey, don't make fun of Chris Seitz. He's been all right. Yeah, I mean, also the double, most WTF moment for me is, you know, I don't know, Ibsen. Ibsen, fucking Ibsen. Expound on Ibsen because that, I think, is your also most WTF moment of the uh -huh. game. So please, I, please expound on Ibsen for me. No, I, I didn't literally. For yourself. I didn't literally, you know, 
shit into my pants when uh, I saw Ibsen's yellow card, which my son did. That was my son's impression of it. <laughs> but I, th I think about I think about Colin Warner getting a Good yellow. Good job, in Benjamin. The fifth. Yeah, Benjamin, you you are such a lovely dude. Um, so I think about Colin Warner taking that yellow in the fifth minute. It was a tactical foul, you know, and you're thinking, God damn it. Um, but that said, we, we bring in Ibsen to replace Warner, thinking, great, at least we're not on the on the schneid of that yellow card, and immediately puts us back on it. So that angle of it was what made it a WTF moment for me. It was the fact that, like, we were redeemed from not having to play a little bit cautiously with the yellow card, immediately got a yellow card. I'm just like, what a Ibsen. I, 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 I'm, not as, I'm not as low on Ibsen as many people are, but that was, that was a very Ibsen moment. Anyways, so I, I, I jumped the gun. I want to hear the official scorecard. What is the scorecard for the official? Meh. That's, that's, that's your review each time. It's always, it's always well, I don't know. Um, what was the referee's footwork looking like? I don't know. Like, Ibsen deserved that yellow because Ibsen is going to Ibsen. He's not going to track back, and he's going to do stupid shit. So, <laughs> uh, other than that, like, yeah, nothing, like, nothing. I mean, a couple weeks ago when the, the – refereeing was egregious I pointed out this time it was like yeah, alright like, right, fair it clearly like you know could things gone better for Minnesota United yes I'm not gonna care too much about it so my opinion was this you know uh, researching the referee before this and this is not the first time that we'd seen Chris Penso this year he's somebody that while he gives fewer uh, fouls per game he also tends to go to the red faster than many he gave uh as many or more red cards than every single ref uh, uh, in MLS last year, seven. So I was happy to not see him go to the red card. You know, I, I thought he showed Chris Penso restraint. Um, that said, I'm reminded of a Gallagher bit, and it's funny that I can remember a Gallagher joke because the only thing he's memorable okay. for is smashing a bunch of fucking fruit and stuff. Yep. But he had a joke. He was talking about referees and he was, when, it, uh, when I was really young, and he was saying, like, they pay these athletes all this money, and then you get a referee running down the sideline backwards with his hands in the air with a whistle in his mouth keeping up with the dude and i'm like yeah pretty athletic so i'm gonna give chris penso an a plus you know great <laughs> athleticism out there you guys should have seen dave zeller <laughs> checking the time on this segment thinking god damn it so slow tonight sorry i'll, I'll cut that joke out and edit no, tell me who's no. the, <laughs> keep the keep that motherfucker in yeah, man. No, it's good retelling other people's jokes is the best way to get laughs uh the next freddie adu for the star of the game uh, tell me, well i mean we both went in different directions on this one, apparently, because I picked... You gave it to Freddie Adu. I gave somehow. it to Freddie Adu. Um, no, I mean, I, I, of the Minnesota players who were playing, I mean, if I had to give a start of the game, it's obviously... If I have to give the, the start of the game to somebody, it's, it's obviously Gonzalez. Goalkeeper. It's got to be. It's got to be. But uh, if I have to give it to somebody from uh, Minnesota... And you don't. And I don't, but I'm going to... I'm not gonna lie. I think it's Jerry Teeson. Teeson, huh? Uh, Jerry. Jerry made some runs. Are we he calling was, him Jerry now? Uh, I'm. I'm calling him Jerry. All right. Um, he is trying so goddamn hard to to like not only defend, which he's been doing a really a great job at, but also like overlap uh, for Kadri, and this is. We have a, I have a whole cadre rant going that's going to come up later, um, but he's he's trying so hard to just be a complete uh, soccer player, and I think Jerry is uh, my player of the game. Like he didn't give up anything. Um, all the the, the the two goals came away from him on the left hand side, and yeah, I think if, if you got to pick a, a Minnesota player, it's Jerry season for me. So uh, I, I love Tyson. That's great. That said, you don't have to pick a Minnesota player. It's got to be uh, Jesse Gonzalez, goalkeeper well, for obviously Dallas. Obviously, the dude stood on his fucking head. He did more than that. He was uh, spinning circles. He was flying kites. I sent out a great uh, gif of uh, hands multiplying into more hands, like Vishnu. Uh, he was Vishnu in goal. Um, and, uh, again, the first half and second half were night and day for Minnesota. But in that second half, this easily could have become 2-2. Two to two. Uh, he kept it from being that. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Jesse Gonzalez, Chris Seitz isn't going to see the uh, isn't going to see the <laughs> sticks for a little while. So next Friday, I do for shittiest player of the game. Shittiest player of the game. Um, I mean, as I other than my son's <laughs> underwear. As it, other than other than uh, Benjamin's underwear. Um, I mean, here's here's the thing. Like, 
it's really hard to pick a shittiest player of the game for this game. That's not that's a a good thing, but also a bad thing. It's like, well, n no one was super shitty, but everybody's kind of shitty. I don't I don't. Birch was probably shitty. Um, my shittiest player of the game was uh, Basham Kadri. I don't know what he has on Adrian Heath that keeps getting him playing time over Miguel Ibarra because he Basham Kadri does not play offense, does not play defense. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He hangs out in the middle of the field on the right hand side. Or left hand side. I saw him tracking back and, and defending. I wasn't did you too unhappy. Really? Yeah. I don't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, see I saw that. both wingers doing that. Yeah, I didn't see Basham Kadri doing any sort of defending or any sort of offense. So that's me, Basham Kadri, shittiest player of the game. Sorry. All right, fair enough. I I didn't go that far. Let me give you a controversial pick here, Christian Ramirez. That is a that's a dumb pick, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's dumb. Oh, hey, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going it. with controversial. I didn't realize dumb was the word I was searching yeah, no, for. Dumb. Um, so here's my thing. Uh, I don't think it's not all his fault, and you can say so that often. Your point is totally fucking moot. I was almost into my thought there, you son of a bitch. Um, Ramirez had, I think, four touches in the first half. That's not entirely his fault, but that said, I think Christian does better when he finds the game, when he chases the game, and I didn't see him connecting on that. There's opportunities there, and I didn't see him uh, uh, finding the game, which is something he needs to do. So, um, I, I don't have much else to say about it. There's no doubt he was on an island. I have more to say about that. I think us playing with two defensive midfielders made the midfield uh, a bit of a vacuous spot for us. It was hard to connect the defense to the offense, um, and that's not his fault necessarily. That said, the ball did get forward in that second half, and he needs to find a way to find the game, and if that means shading to the ball side, he can do it. He didn't do it tonight, or tonight, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> okay. Hey. This is it. This is the thing that breaks our podcast apart. <laughs> All right, so we've talked about that game. Dallas is behind us, well behind us. Uh, my, my closing thought on that is I didn't lose any sleep over it. You lost on the road 2 to nothing, to maybe the best team in the league, maybe the most well-rounded team in the league, Yeah. and you did so dominating. Dominating is a strong word. We, we won possession. We won shots. We had a great second half. I didn't no, lose sleep over it, this. It, that, I mean, that's the thing, like. And it took a great goalkeeper effort for them to keep us. Uh, yeah, we. So. I mean, this this game easily could have been. It, this game easily could have been five nothing to them, but it, as easily could have been like a three three draw. Um, Certainly. So, I mean, they had they had chances in the first half that just yep. they skied or they missed or whatever. Um, Replay that game a hundred times in a row, you a, don't get that same result many times. But here's the thing, like. Um, we actually so this was like the encouraging thing for me from that game is that we actually kept a back line. We actually got people like on offside traps. That is a huge, pretty well organized, huge improvement on what this team has done before. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say like a two nothing loss to Dallas is like an improvement because we only gave up two goals. Dallas is not trying to score a shit ton of goals like Atlanta, like every other team we played probably so far. Um, so it's it's not a, it's not like a huge improvement just because we only give up two goals. It's a huge improvement because we were actually we actually saw some improvement upon the back line. Yep. We saw we it's saw organized. Some, we saw some better distribution. Sure. And that is the reason why you should have optimism for this team. I love so, it. This is it. Yeah. This is the pinnacle of our analysis. <laughs> it's great. So uh, let's let's move on. Go ahead. Yeah. You take it away. Other United news. What do you got? There's not, there's not too much this week, which uh, in a way, no news is good news, right? We've uh, talked about that before. There's not a big amount of roster switcheroos and oh-God moments. Really, Joe Greenspan has been loaned out to the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, which I've done my research, hours of research, and I can assure you that is a real team name, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Yeah. Um, apparently, we had too much depth at center back, so we got rid of Joe Greenspan, but in all seriousness, it's it's probably not the worst thing for a guy to get an opportunity to see, hopefully, some consistent minutes on a team when that has evaded him throughout his entire career for various reasons. Well, the the thing about the that transfer is that he they, we can pull him back and send him back. So, Gold Cup when Cabo goes to play for Costa Rica in the Gold Cup, we can pull him back. And Ramirez goes. Well, 
in terms of in terms of center backs. I mean, and I guess maybe Jermaine. I was Taylor. just trying to be controversial. I mean, maybe Jermaine Taylor. Like, oh yeah, I why the fuck no, we've got Jim, to, we've got depth why at center the fuck back? Would why would Jamaica take Jermaine Taylor because he's a fucking piece of shit? Well, they don't have but, TV in Jamaica, so they can't see his performances. That's, that's true. Uh, but we could all we can pull him back. Like that USL MLS loan is is like a you just pull him back and forth as much as you want. So that's like that's the only benefit of that. Right. Loan. No, I, so, I I was being uh, sarcastic about the center back depth there. Obviously, uh, it's good. To, I hope he gets minutes because uh, there's, yes, there's no, been a, there's been a lot of reasons he hasn't been had an opportunity. A lot of it's had to do with his naval duty. If this uh, helps him find his game, uh, no, yeah, uh, we need get, the talent at center. Get that back. dude minutes and bring him back. And then let's fucking go. Yep. It's a, what, what is he like? Six foot ten or something? Something like that. Pretty close. <laughs> he's a he's a tall he's guy. He's a huge dude. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he's got to be six foot six. I think. Yeah, at least. A huge Might dude. Might be six seven. Yeah. And he's yeah, never like, never gotten a chance on the header. Damn. Get, it. The, get we'll that motherfucker do. like get some of him some minutes and then bring him back to the team and like let's fucking let's fucking rock and roll. Oh man. So um, hey, uh, can I ask you a real quick question? Yeah. Deviate from the schedule here. You excited about the NWSL season coming up? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you follow a particular NWSL team? Or? I do not. Huh. Just a general follower. I am. Uh, I, you know, I could be convinced on a team. I, I know there's a Kansas City team. That's like the closest team, probably to, to geographically. Us, right? Yeah. Chicago Red Star is probably actually a little uh, closer. Okay. Well, I have a hard time following a Chicago team. That's fair. That's fair. Not gonna lie. Too many but, hearts broken out of Chicago. Yeah. No, uh, FCKC uh, uh, Blues are my team. Okay. Uh, except I don't like their. Uh, I, I like the title boxing kit sponsor. I don't like the Domino's Pizza kit sponsor because I actually wanted to buy a jersey there's and a, I don't want to walk wait, around with this huge Domino's Pizza wait, advertisement. Domino's Pizza. Sponsor? Oh God, yeah. Holy shit. For uh, okay. FCKC, yeah. Get it now. Um, no, I, I love those gals. Uh, uh, Sydney LaRue is going to be coming back uh, from pregnancy this year. Amy Rodriguez is coming back from pregnancy as well. So you want to talk about, like, oh, how is, how is John Johnson going to bounce back from injury? How are two out of their only three strikers on the team going to bounce back from pregnancy? You want to talk about women yeah. uh, and men compared in sports? That is a, quote, injury. That, That's a hell of a thing to come back yeah, from. Badass women is what, is what that straight is. Up, That's straight badass up. women. All right. All right. I, I guess I guess I gotta I gotta support Kansas City because I love Come over I, my love, house. I love badass women. They've, they've so. got one uh, they've got one nationally televised game a week this year. It's gonna be broadcast on Lifetime, which now there's pros and cons to that. Like my first Listen. thought was of course it's Lifetime, but that said, it's way more national television than they've had ever before. And actually, A and E, who owns Lifetime, actually bought a stake in NWSL. Pumped a ton of money full of them to revamp everything from their website to getting them a, a, an Opta relationship, which was an announcement this week. They've got Opta yeah, stats. That. That's huge. Yeah. Um, they've got a ton of stuff going for them. I'm, I'm excited about it. There's even NWSL Fantasy this week. Hit me up, Offensive Loons, <laughs> online if you want to uh, join my uh, Fantasy League for NWSL. I'll gush about it, but I need to stop because we need to move on to the, the stuff you came here for. But uh, no, uh, FCKC, no. baby. No, listen. Listen, the women who play soccer in this country – are significantly more accomplished than the men who play soccer in this country. On the global scale. And yes, and they should be acknowledged. I wrote Not a, just like in the like a, oh hey, hey ladies, thanks for coming, thanks for playing. Yeah, thanks for They're sure. significantly better at playing soccer and winning things than their men counterparts are. It's true. So if our if our listeners go to davesiknow.com, you can find a satire article I wrote wherein I uh, <laughs> suggested that bold upstart women are going to be lobbying to make 77% of what their male counterparts make in America. Uh, it's a sad story, but you know so. what? They've doubled the minimum wage in NWSL this year. They got a lot of shit right in the offseason. I'm excited about it. So. Let's talk that about a, that, was, that was a huge that was a, a huge component of the of their uh, their contract. So, yep. And, Mar- and Marta's playing for Orlando now. I yep. Think. Yep. Yeah. So she's only uh, seventy nine years old now. So, I mean, she's like thirty four, but she you know. she is uh, she is to NWSL what um, um, to NASL. Who who was the guy that joined the Cosmos? Couple Raul. 
what Raul was to uh, Cosmos okay. a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's but a, you know, good for a, Orlando. That's a terrible analogy. But Nobody wins that analysis. Um, let's All talk. Right. Let's talk about Minnesota United again. We're going to move on to a segment we call Tactical Schmactical, where we preview the upcoming game. Now, I want to tell you what's wrong with the world. Okay, are you ready for this? Um, I don't know if you've heard of global warming. Yeah. Uh, I found. Uh, I, I don't believe it. You don't believe it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I see you're wearing a red hat over there, which he uh, uh, listeners yep. he actually is wearing a red hat. I can't see what the white text on it says, but I think if LFC, it out. but um, yeah, whatever. Um, so here's what's wrong with the world: we flew down to Dallas, played a game on the road in Dallas, flew back to Minnesota, sipped my ties, and enjoyed the nightlife in Minnesota. Now we're flying back to Texas for yet another game on the road. This is the kind of fucking luxury that means Middle Easterners want to attack us and causes uh, the the polar ice caps to melt. Your take. Yes. All right. He's listening to the new uh, Father John Mystery. Uh, <laughs> Father John, John no, Father I, Misty. What, what the do fuck not is ever, Do not ever accuse me of <laughs> listening to a fucking Father John Misty track. I like Father John Misty. again. Oh, I like that Please. dude. Do not ever do that ever when again. I, when I listen to music uh, on my TV, we have like a music subscription and we can play it through the Xbox and they cycle through photos of the artist, whatever you're playing in the background. And one of the photos that cycles through of Father John Misty is him in a bathtub. Just and Natalie was just like, what's that man doing in a bathtub? <laughs> just, just because I look like Father John Misty. You do, that's true. Does not mean that you should ever equate me with motherfucking Father John Misty. Misty, fuck that guy. Holy I mean, Spirit, John Misty. He makes maybe. he makes some decent music, not great music, decent music. Well, what the fuck else are you judging him by? He's a musician. Well, you're you're judging, you are equating that I because I'm a like a long. I didn't say beard. that at all. You did that. I don't know. It's whatever. God damn it! I said uh, you were listening to Father he, John Misty. Tactical schmack. Who's good? Who's good for Houston? Fucking Kubo Torres. Wow. Boom. Done. All right. I'm, you I'm, dove I'm deep. out. I'm out. Wow, you really did a lot of analysis on here. Anybody who attacks for Houston, they're good. They've scored 11 goals. They've given up nine. Uh, Houston's good at scoring goals. Boom, done. Counterpoint. So so Houston plays a 4-3-3. Their attack, obviously, Cubo Torres in the center. Their wings is an episode of MASH, okay? A couple of big injuries. Uh, Albert Ellis on the right. Uh, on the left, Kyoto, uh, who has, by the way, three goals, uh, which is no uh, small amount in, in this league right now. Um, they, they've both gone through injury problems. So in the attack, yeah, they're fine. Kubo gets a lot of the attention. But they've got injury problems, too. So here, here's me. So Kubo Torres, obviously, star here. He plays the number nine in a 4-3-3. He has made six goals, and I have to own up. At the beginning of the year, we said Houston is going to suck A, and Cubo Torres hasn't proven it in Mexico, and he's going to continue to suck B. We got both those counts wrong. We got to own up. You said that. I suck. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I mispronounced. No, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, don't say I said that. You said that. Whatever. Okay. Anyways, cool. other than that, uh, uh, underrated but needs to be mentioned is Alex Lima. Alex Lima plays on the left side in sort of a center mid role. That said, he's got four assists this year. Easy to do when you're playing on a team that has like a six-goal scorer like Torres, but um, uh, he's getting the assists. Part of it's their tactics. We'll talk about that in a moment, but don't shy away from Alex Lima. He's given the finger. This is a podcast. Nobody see your finger. Um, finally, Romel Kyoto, uh, uh, he's bagged three goals so far. I don't think he's going to be here. He was out two to four weeks, two weeks ago with a dislocated shoulder. I don't think he's back. So uh, I, I think instead we're going to see another guy I'm going to talk about here in a moment. Um, but anyways, you, you, you can't sleep on him. Last last comment, okay? I can see you're ready to jump in here. Uh, Mauro Manot- Manotas, excuse me, I mispronounced his name, Manotas. Uh, he has been a, a left and right winger fill-in when we've had they've had injuries to Ellis on the right and Kyoto on the left. He's performed very well, hasn't gotten on the score sheet a ton, but what he does is very different. He'll play very inside. He'll draw the uh, fullback toward him, and that allows space for an overlapping run, not from the fullback uh, uh, on Houston necessarily, but from their outside mid. And now all of a sudden we've got this huge overload situation on the wings up there. Don't shy away from Mauro Manotas. Uh, if he plays, he's somebody you can't be caught ball watching. You've got to stick to your position and keep track of the wings. He just right. started looking up pornography here. He got so bored. Seller. 
Houston, who sucks? I was, I, I was gonna say everybody. everybody. <laughs> who so, so let me get no, this straight. No, 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 no. For you, the hold attack on. is all hold good on. and the hold defense on. is hold all on. bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody who defends for Houston sucks because they're giving up two goals per game. I mean, but for Minnesota, that'd be the fucking worst in MLS, right? So um, Leonardo has been out, of course. For the last two matches. Well, Leonardo's not that great to begin with. Can I say? And it? that's that's kind of the thing. Like he was in the he was in the defense, and they gave up uh, a bunch of goals to Portland, and a goal in the other two games. But since then, like ever since then, they've given up four goals a game, pretty much. So I don't know. Right. Like, yes, Houston can score. Houston can put the ball in the back of the net. But can they defend? David Martin. Can they defend? <laughs> That's fair. I, g- I gave you shit, but honestly, there's no doubt. Their defense is their weaker spot. Um, I, I, they've had some injury problems there as well uh, in the center defense. Uh, also, we've had uh, guys like DeMarcus Beasley on the left uh, left back position. He goes Ooh, out on international DeMarcus duty. and you got Beasley. He's 190 years old, still playing for the U.S. national team, so I'm, I'm not even going to try to. Is he, though, anymore? He's, he's almost 190 years he's old. Not. Like, tomorrow is his birthday. Uh, but we, they have Dylan Remick, who's no bad thing on the left back. But if Dylan Remick is your go-to left back, you're not gonna you're not gonna win any awards in defense, anyway. So you're right; that's their weak spot. I'm gonna call their left back their weakest spot, and I'm gonna say if Minnesota wants uh, wants to apply pressure on a spot, keep Molino pinned to the right, apply pressure on that right back uh, on their their left back, our right side. All right, let's transition into the uh, uh, the next segment. I want to I want to clearly say. How should United play them? I already started a hint at how I thought we should play them. How do you think United should play against their uh, strengths and weaknesses? Well, we should be playing uh, with a 6 and an 8. We won't be playing with 6 and an 8. You just fucking look at my notes. That's what's happening here. You're copying all my insights. It's in my goddamn notes as well. Well, Yeah, because you Um, copied them. So here's the thing. like, Minnesota's going to play with Colin Warner uh, and... Um, especially against Houston, Warner and Cronin uh, together. They should be playing with either Schuler or Martin on on the on the top of uh, Cronin and play more of a six eight format. Um, now, what they will do, they will play. Like I said they'll play the they'll play Warner and Cronin together, um, which is okay, I guess. They're just trying to smash and grab, what? and that's that's like and if Ibarra needs to come in for Kadri, Ibarra needs to be playing. I don't know what the hell Kadri has. Ibarra slept with Heath's wife. Well, or maybe Kadri has uh, sleeping with Heath. Well, maybe he's sleeping with Heath and he has some uh, oh. pictures. Well, that's probably it. Yeah, what I think we you? figured it out. Um, we're gonna pin this on Breitbart yeah. soccer after this. Um, so. Interestingly, I 100% agree about the formation we need to run. Now, we ran two uh, defensive midfielders against Dallas. We had a lot of trouble connecting our defensive play to the offense. I talked about how Christian was on an island. Uh, That said, I have a counter question for you. To what degree was the fact that we were using two defensive midfielders possibly the reason we kept it at just two goals against a very good Dallas team on the road? Your head just exploded. I got to clean your head off. No, the mic no. I, it, I mean, it makes sense. But, fuck it. Did, did you watch the game? Uh, no, I was cleaning my son's uh, fecal matter out of his. Yeah, pants. Colin Warner was, Warner was like, running his fucking ass off all over uh, the goddamn yes. pitch. Yes. Okay. So, so I, like, I, I don't understand why he is. If he, if he's a, if he's supposed to be a defensive midfielder. Why the fuck he was all over the pitch and getting subbed off because he had a goddamn red, like a yellow card on right. him. So I, I was being coy. I, I saw the game. I actually watched it a few times. Call it, so we played with two defensive midfielders, but they did not play side by side. No, as a they sort did of double not. Shield. Uh, Colin played in front. Uh, on average, Colin played in front of Cronin, which is fine. But if you're going to play him in a more advanced role, play a more natural box-to-box number eight don't play Colin Warner, who's primarily a number six, as some guy who wants to roam. 
Put in your Ibsen. I'm not crazy about Ibsen starting, but put in your Ibsen. Put in your Schulers. Put in Martin. your Martins. There's a lot of depth at that center mid position. Don't play nominally a defensive Anybody mid spot as somebody else. who's going to push up high. Uh, so, okay, you've said what I'm going to say. That's perfect. Now, that said, I wouldn't be shocked if we came out with two defensive mids, but I agree with you. I'd like to see Schuler, Ibsen maybe, or Martin comes on as a late sub, tries to give some fresh legs. Uh, so... Let me give you one other point that has nothing to do with defensive midfielders because I've already railed about this on Twitter and here can and, and everywhere. Can I, can, I, can I do my Ibsen rant? Oh, do the Ibsen. That's okay. fine. Yes. So Ibsen came on like around halftime, shortly after halftime, and Ibsen was running around like a stupid person. A German not author. Actually, not actually like, caring about shit. And then, and then he got fucking hit in the head. By a, Knock by, some senses. By a ball. And I was almost like, and I made a joke about it on the uh, on the Twitter machine. And uh, all of a sudden, Ibsen plays some balls really, really well. Just had a couple like, of screws he literally, he, he got blasted in the face with the, with the ball. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah, like, I don't want to play soccer again. You're a man of, like, 35 summers, I think. Did you ever used to own, like, a tube TV and it wouldn't worry and you, like, pound on it? And try to, uh, you know, and try to get it come in clear. No, but I, but I felt bad because like, well, I was joking about it, and then all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, like, Ibsen knew how to play soccer again. And you were right. I was right, but which I is felt, why psychologists from now on are going to be kicking balls at their patients. But I, but I felt bad about it because I was, I felt, I felt bad about it because it was, it was bad. All right. Like I was like, basically, you don't need to feel bad. Ibsen needs to get kicked in the face in order to like understand how to play soccer again. I felt really bad about that. So If they paid somebody $30,000 to kick somebody in the face, I would quit my job and take that job. We'd have to move out of our house, but I would do it. That's, that's fair. That'd be a fine job. Yeah. Uh, so, so let me tell you a couple of other thoughts I have about how, we, how United needs to counter Houston. By the way, we're playing on the road. Never an easy thing in MLS. Yeah. We're playing a pretty damn good team in Houston. I regret to say it, but I'm on board the Houston train at this point. Here's my thought. Uh, they played an, uh, United played an interesting thing against Dallas where they had the wingers not playing super, super wide, but rather owning the, in, their entire half of the field. Kadri would move from, from the, the touchline all the way to the center field. Molina would do the same thing. Molina has been playing very narrowly pretty much all year. Anyways, I'd like to see them retain their position a little bit more widely and then use a six and an eight in the midfield to try and provide that uh, presence in the center. I think if you play somebody like Ibsen, like Schuler, like Martin uh, in the middle, then you don't have to have a guy like Molino on the right or Kadri or Ibarra on the left playing so centrally, trying to connect that. You can let them play uh, out to the wide, um, allow some outlets for when play gets tough, and, and you just don't need them covering as much space. I would like to see that, and I, I think it's going to give us an all-around better game. Let's move on to the next segment here. They feel like we could talk about this all night, uh, and that's the prediction. Tell me, who do you think is going to win? Houston versus Minnesota on the road in Houston. Who do you got? 3-2 uh, to Houston. You have a defense of that explanation? Nope, I'll think we'll get uh, two, Houston will get three, and they'll win. That's a good explanation. The, the number of goals that you previously <laughs> said, you think those goals will be yep, scored. Exactly. That's, oh. that's kind of Interesting that's explanation. That's I've point. got a 2-2 draw, okay? okay? I think we've got the – so let, let me give you a, a, a better explanation of that. I think that this that our game against Dallas could have been a 2-2 two -two draw. I think that the chips fall in the right places when we play Houston. We get the mm. goals we could have gotten okay. when we were playing against Dallas and we wind up with a 2-2 draw. I think we've got enough opportunities in defense still where we're not going to pitch a shutout on the road. I think we walk away with a draw. I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I think, well, Houston is Houston's defense is not Dallas's defense. No. So I think we get some goals. But, yeah, I don't, right. I don't understand. They're just going to edge us out is no, what you no, think. No, I, I think, I think Kubo gets a uh, brace. At, at, at Kubo gets a brace? Yeah. I don't trust right. our defense. I mean, as much as I love Brent Coleman, I don't trust our defense at all. Well, let me update my fantasy team. If, uh, if you play with us on fantasy, you heard it here first. Yeah. Cubo with a brace, Adam. Uh, let's move on to uh, – uh, we're going to make a big switch now. We're not talking about United. We're not talking about Houston anymore. We're going to talk about our meta stuff, right? Pixar didn't happen. Let's start by reviewing the week that was in week six. Uh, 
let's go ahead and recap the game. So LA Galaxy versus Montreal. LA Galaxy wins two to nothing. Yeah, they went home to uh, went to, to Home Depot and uh, duct taped their back line together. Got that two zero win. None of us predicted that. So no, we did not. Yeah. Chicago Fire versus Columbus Crew. Chicago won one to nothing. Yeah, Ethan Finlay, more like Ethan Finlay. I got nothing. I don't know. <laughs> this is a good one-liner. None of us, uh, none of us predicted that one. That's so. good. New England Revolution won two to nothing against Houston Dynamo. Dynamo. You got this one. You I called did. this win. Yeah. Uh, well, the Revs, Revs had played their first game at home. They couldn't though because there was a, a minor amount of snow. Uh, not, not even snow, just cold. <laughs> DC United wins two to one against New York City proper. Yeah, Maximine Cheneau should should not be playing center back anymore. Oh my God, this is good stuff. Philadelphia Union. I'm sorry, the Phillies. Uh, Portland Timbers win three to one. We both called that, which everybody should have yeah, called that. Yeah, uh, Valeri plus Adi equals success. No doubt so, about it. There you go. So uh, in a game that I, I was excited to uh, have happen, and it turned out exactly the way I think it should have, a 2-2 two to -two draw, Toronto versus Atlanta. What do you got? Uh, Atlanta plays dirty like the dirty south. <laughs> I don't know. We both, we're, we both we're so deeply ingrained right. in yeah. hip-hop, aren't we? Yeah, we both yeah. got that one. Real Salt Lake, uh, apparently. Wait, you, you, skip, you skip Dallas. We both oh, come got on. Okay, Dallas, right? Well, we already talked about Dallas, Dallas versus United. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, Dallas there, got two. There, there, there. Tell me what your your, your one-liner was there. So many chances, but close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. That is fair. That's what my dad says. No, it's good. Thanks, That's Dad. Good. You ever he played will, uh, horseshoes he will never, with He will never grenades? listen to this. Oh, no, I have not. My dad would never listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter. But my, my wife does, so. To be fair, nobody listens to this podcast. That's so. true. That is also true. There you go. So, Real Salt Lake stuns the world 3-0 uh, to nothing win over the Whitecaps at home. Now, that's how you actually win a snow game. <laughs> Jeez. You are delivering these one-liners with fantastic verve. <laughs> so I mean, here, here's what I, here's what I had for a one-liner. Mike, yeah, Pe Mike Pet Key to Real Salt Lake's success. Yeah, I know. My, mine's better. Mine was a pun, though. Yeah. Puns our are, listeners love puns. puns. Puns are fucking stupid. No, <laughs> our listeners do not love puns. puns okay. The San Jose Earthquakes, about whom we were also wrong in the preseason. San Jose Earthquakes won. Seattle Sounders won. Oh. 84 minutes of shit and a Wando finisher. Woo! <laughs> it's a Wando I fell asleep uh, during this game. Uh, next game, Orlando City uh, won one to nothing versus the New York Bread Bowls. Which one should I do? <laughs> Heath leaves town and all of a sudden OCFC is the defensive juggernaut. And one is Red Bull has no wings. Yes, there's no doubt about it that Heath was the duct tape that held together the defense of Orlando and many other teams. Uh, Sporting Kansas City won three to one against the Rapids. The best all-around performance for Sporting Kansas City all year. About whom you and I both have a little flame that we don't want to tell anybody about. Yeah. What do you got? It's as if the Rapids should have traded away a defensive-minded players. My God, that hits close to home. How about yeah. this? The Rapids were probably dis distracted by that big-ass Nebraska furniture across the parking lot from the Cauldron. No, no, uh, no, no. Hey, I'm going to Kansas City this year. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah we said it on the last podcast. <laughs> we're going together. If you would like to ride a bus with a drunk person, uh, I will uh, be riding down to Kansas City at 3 a.m. or 5 a.m. or whatever uh, in 5 June. 5 a.m. dark-clouds.com. <laughs> come join us. All right, you let's can, move uh, on. You can actually come hang out with us. <laughs> Let's move on to the let's move on to the running totals here. Zeller, you had a five uh, win, six loss week, five Boo. for six. That's not too bad because you get draws too. It's not wins and losses. You get draws in there too. So five and six no, no, is no, not you, bad. No, you, if you don't if you don't pick a draw, you lose. That's kind of the point. Is that you pick a winner or a loser or a draw? Yeah, that's the thing that I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the words I said. So uh, overall, you're 24 and 36. 24 correct picks, 36 incorrect picks. Me, however. I had a, a garbage week, uh, and if you look at some of what I would consider upsets throughout the week, that's no surprise. I had a 3-8 and eight week, so I'm up to 26-34 and 34 overall right now. 
You're 24 and 36. I'm 26 and 34. I'm two games ahead of you here if we're counting baseball uh, statistics. Close race here. What do you think? Sure. <laughs> they don't call him the best color man in the country for nothing, folks. That's Week seven picks. Let's move on to it. Zeller, we've got Philadelphia versus New York City. Who do you got? Um, the Union might be the worst team in the MLS this year. Like, actually. So, fuck you, Grant Wall. 2-1 to NYCFC. <laughs> I've got, interestingly, I've got the exact same scoreline. Philadelphia 1, <laughs> New York City FC proper 2. Uh, moving on, Vancouver, who I, I will remind you, lost 3 to nothing last week. Vancouver and Seattle, what do you got? Yep, uh, Cascadia Cup match. I think Vancouver comes to play. Uh, Seattle hasn't been able to finish anything, really, in the last couple weeks. So 1-1, one, one. Uh, Vancouver, Seattle, 1-1. Uh, I, I've actually got a draw as well, but I think it's going to be a lot more interesting. Vancouver 2, Seattle 2. I actually like Vancouver's offense. Alfonso Davies, 16 years old, but he gets forward really well. Teixeira is somebody I love and I can't get over. Uh, I think they've got a really good offense. I think they'll put up two goals uh, against Seattle at home. Uh, let's move on to the next game. We've got it. San Jose, who's better than we thought they were going to be. Did I mention that? Against uh, the FC Dallas's. Who do you got? Are they? Yes. Are they? We All thought right. they were gonna. We thought they were gonna get five points this uh, year. I got, I got the that. burn. I got the burn going two nothing. Um, Dallas has got their mojo going, and as much as I hate to say it, Javi Morales is a really good soccer player. So he's a really old I'm soccer. Uh, player. Yeah, he's a really old soccer player. He's a good soccer player too. I love so. how when we're we're like talking yeah. about soccer, we talk about people as like old as fuck who are our age. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I. I fully understand he's he's old as fuck he's our age he's old as fuck you got a goal um, against united yeah no i'm, I'm I, two nothing uh to the uh to the dallas all right all right all right i got a uh, i got a uh, upset alert we got a little uh spinning red light here on the uh, table here wee wee san jose two fc dallas one san jose's at home i see him getting it done they're better than we thought they would be this year wando will probably come up with some garbage goal in the 89th minute and seal it for San Jose. Fuck Chris Wondolowski. Yeah, well, there's that too. Uh, Montreal versus Atlanta, the better United. Who do you oh, got? Well, high-scoring affair, my friend. High-scoring affair. Uh, basically, fuck defense and Montreal, three to two. This is going to be the highest-scoring affair since I met your wife at that bar. <laughs> Woo! All right. Uh, yeah, my shit. wife's not going to be down with that, so. Hey, hey, you know, whatever. Uh, Montreal, we can, too. We can make sex jokes about your wife, but not, but not about <laughs> my wife. My wife actually listens to this shit. So. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, we'll please don't make sex jokes about my wife. It's all right. It's we can right. make sex jokes about your wife because she doesn't listen to this. But Well, that wouldn't yeah. be unfair if I – okay. Uh, we got uh, Montreal, too, Atlanta, too. I, do, I also think it's going to be a high-scoring uh, game, uh, but I think it's going to come out uh, even – probably if, it, if Atlanta were at home and have Atlanta, Montreal at home, I've got at least a tie. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, OCFC, Orlando City versus the LA Galaxy. Whom do you got? All right. I got uh, Orlando City winning one nothing. Maybe firing Adrian Heath was the best way to find a defense. <laughs> I'm not good for Minnesota. This may be the most divergent we've ever been in a pick ever. So I've actually got Orlando City winning 3-2. to two. You had like a low, this low-scoring thing. I've got Orlando City putting in three. They've been good this year, by the way, and they're playing at home where they're doing pretty well as well. LA Galaxy, they've got some issues to figure out. Three to two. All right. All right, uh, let's move on to the next uh, fun game, which is going to be, uh, I can't scroll through my notes, uh, Chicago versus, I assume that's Chicago and not Chile, uh, versus New England. Whom do you got? Well, I mean, if Chicago is Chile, they might uh, compete for a World Cup. Chile's good. <laughs> I fucking love Chile. In a couple of years. That's right. Um, I don't know. I think Bosch Swansteiger gets a goal. Um, I fucking hate Chicago. I hate New England. Um, so 1-1. One, one. All right. I've, I actually also have a 1-1 one, one draw, so I'm not going to add anything to that. Yeah. Uh, the New York Red Bulls versus the uh, D.C. Uniteds. The D.C. United failed to score a goal for a long fucking time. And so my question is, what do you get when you just bang two shit rocks together? Get two stupid shit rocks. 
So uh, I've got I've got three year old twins. I can tell you. Yeah. So Red Bulls two, DC United one. Wow. Uh, I've actually got <laughs> I've got the Red Bulls winning as well, but it's two to nothing. DC United can't put a goal in to save their lives. Well, they, New York they put, at home. They put two in last week. I'm sorry. They had one. Let me put it differently. They've had one game this year in which they've put in any amount of goals. Okay. Uh, Columbus versus Toronto. Whom do you got? Uh, in Columbus, two one to the Columbus. Columbus. They got the group back with Shawnee. I don't know. I think they got the group back. Two one. Columbus. Columbus. I've got two to one as well. I think Columbus is great this year at home. Oh, uh, they've got Kakuda Mane. Kakuda Mane. What a wonderful winger. Uh, I've that, got two to one that as well. A, is that a, a, a thing? I actually tweeted uh, the Cruise Supporters Union and said they should use that chant, and no one has gotten back to me yet, if you can believe that. Uh, Houston versus the Minnesota United Fuck FCs. We already that's talked that's about yeah. <laughs> that's a good. That's a, this that's is a, why I hate unions. That's, that's, a good, that's a good fucking cheer, man. It's a great cheer. It's fantastic. Yeah. Not everybody likes to do the campy stuff that we like to do. Oh. Houston versus the Minnesota United. You've already said your pick. Remind us what it was. 3-2 uh, to Houston. Kubo. Uh, and, and I've got on the road, 2-2 two two tie. I think that uh, Minnesota United at least Good luck uh, squeaks with that, out with man. a point. Yeah, why don't you uh, go fornicate yourself? Yeah. Uh, Colorado versus Real Salt Lake. Whom do you got? Oh, these people hate each other. Rocky Mountain Cup. The Rocky Mountain Cup. I, I, heard, I heard about this. Uh, this cup is as cold as the when Rockies. When we were in Colorado, uh, and they fucking hate Real Salt Lake. Um, I think Colorado wins this one. one nothing. Literally, one nothing. Because Real Salt Lake is also shit. So, I mean, we beat them, so... We Colorado have, should at least easily beat them. We have four picks this week that are identical to one another. I have uh, as well a one to nothing uh, win to Colorado over RSL. This is going to be the least fun game of the week. That's my call. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Easily, easily the least. Fun we game we of got the week. one more, and this for me is the game of the week. I'm going to be honest with you. This for me, I want to watch as much as anything. <laughs> maybe other than Columbus versus Toronto, which I think will be a very good game. The extremely potent offense of Portland versus the extremely stingy defense of San... Uh, I almost called them San Kansas City. How about Sporting Kansas City? Whom do you got? Oh, baby. Upset of the week time. I upset got, of the week. I got Kansas City going into Portland and winning 2-1. to one. I think a Dwyer brace. Valeri gets something. But I think I think something. I think Kansas City Fantasy owners. I think Kansas City leaves Portland with three points. I love uh, Kansas City and I don't even hate Dom Dwyer. That said, uh, Portland wins this one one to nothing. I think Kansas City's defense is going to do its job against a tough Portland offense, but it's oh, not gonna be enough. Shit. It's not gonna be quite enough. And San uh, I'm sorry, I almost called him San Kansas City again. Uh Sporting Kansas City doesn't have the offense uh, to make up for the difference, so one to nothing to Portland. Whew. I got a little, right. uh, I got a little heated that. during that. Right. Let's talk about indulge your fantasy. Uh, let's talk about the fantasy week. Zeller, I'm going to tell you how you did. You got 53 pitiful, limpid, limp dick points this week. Not very good. You got 289 points overall. It's only no, good enough for that's, 12th that's a, place. That's a very, it's a very hard dick point place, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, I have an erect throbbing ejaculating 58 points which is only oh, five, five points more than yours <laughs> yeah that's that's very that's very hard hard, so, hard and throbbing I, yeah yeah, yeah so, agree which i don't know why i don't know why people talk about the throbbing quality of a penis i don't know who's getting anything out of that but no um, anyways really. so uh, <laughs> i don't know where to go with that um so anyways i only had 58 points this week to be fair besides two po- two teams maybe everybody had a relatively poor week this week there were a lot of upsets, a lot of surprises. Uh, I at least did better than you. I've got 282 points now overall. I'm in 13th place. You're in 12th. I'm in 13th. I'm one point behind you in our own league. I'm no, excited you're, about you're that. You're seven points behind me. I am one place behind you. Yes. Yes. But seven points behind me. So let's talk about who kicked the most amount of yeah, uh, human glutamus maximus. Good. Uh, the brothers Demidov, who was already doing fantastic in second place already, had the best week of anybody with 80 points. Spencer Agnew, congratulations. That was enough as I segue into the next segment. You are now first in the Davis I Know League with 369 points. Congratulations to the brothers Demidov, Spencer Agnew. In second place, uh, bringing up not the rear, the middle part of the human centipede, 
Mooney Ben, you've had a great season, but had eh, less of a week this week. Patrick Rydine, you've got 366 points, only three goddamn points behind the lead. And finally, in third place, your beautiful wife, Anna Freeberg, held on to her third place uh, spot despite a not perfect week. Uh, 332 points there. So, plate or plata? Plata. Uh, God damn it. That's plate the second week. Plate or plata? It's, it's plate or plata. There That's you go. Plate or plata? Uh, Anna, congratulations. Yeah. Wonderful. You're in third place, but that's not enough because the brothers Demidov are having a fantastic run of it. So, so what is the person who wins this goddamn league going to win? They're going to win $50 in Target allocation money. That's a $50 yeah. Target gift card. Not to be confused with targeted allocation money, which is Garver Bucks and is imaginary. <laughs> so fantasy is going well. Fantasy's fun. Uh, it's, it's a tight race. I am improving my position each week. I'm happy about that. You're in a, a fucking spiral, which is just like your life, really, if you think about it. Just a, nothing but a downward spiral of despair and uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is meetings. Is it really? Is it really? But All basically. Right. All right, so last segment of the goddamn let's <laughs> let's answer some questions podcast. Let's answer some fucking questions. Read the question. Um, I'm done hosting. You read the question. So. At Hockey Milwaukee, who uh, got up on his high horse about, like, having two questions asked and answered uh, okay. last time, um, asked a question. Because I asked a question. I asked, I was like, well, we're going to fucking do this thing. Like, you know, what? what's going on? Hockey questions are cool because I, I like hockey. Uh, hockey Mo- at Hockey Milwaukee asked, who's your favorite Muddy Duck and why? Okay. So do you have a do you have an answer to that? I'd I, like you I have I have a very detail. I'd like you to answer first and then I'll tell you what my answer is. Okay. And you'll see why in a moment. <laughs> okay. I'm very excited about this. Um so my favorite muddy duck is a very detailed answer. Uh Adam Banks is a goddamn cake eater. Fuck Adam Banks. Charlie Conway, uh is a nitwit with a hot mom. Fuck Charlie Conway. Goldberg, Fat Eddie Belfort. Fuck you. Tommy and Tammy Eddie Duncan are, gr- are great at both figure skating and hockey, but they can't be Mighty Ducks because they are fucking not Mighty Ducks. G. German is forgettable. Fault Reed, Knuckle Pluck. Fuck you. Doesn't matter. Um, Lewis, doesn't even know the last name. Lester Averman, basically just a stock character, a uh, stock Jewish uh, hockey player. <laughs> Fuck you. You know, your normal Jewish hockey player. Basically just prejudiced hockey players on the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> you want to know who the best goddamn the, Mighty Duck is? That was the question. Fucking Connie Moreau. Very hot. Let Fuck you. That's 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 weird and gross. Look, I, well, you'll you'll I mean, understand when I, I mean, get to my point. She's as old as she's as old as I am right now, so I guess it's not that weird. Real old. Connie Moreau. Connie Moreau is the best way to act. And I will tell you, I will tell you, Max, why Connie Moreau is the best way to act. I hope you do because this has been the longest answer possible. Her nickname, the Velvet Hammer. The Velvet. Hammer, she is the, the first person to welcome Coach Bombay in the limo during the first Mighty Ducks. She's the one who's super down to sing Madonna. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Um, she stands up to for Charlie when people are bullying him about Gordon Bombay. She's the one who stands up for him, and she's been in all three Mighty Ducks movies. Connie Moreau is the best Muddy Duck. David Martin, do you have a Muddy Duck that's better than Connie Moreau? I've never seen any Mighty Ducks movie. Go, you are done. You are done. <laughs> All right. I have um, a very different answer. You are done. Uh, our second question is from Clarence Swamptown uh, at C Swamptown. There are too many players on a soccer field. They should cut half. That's not really a question so much as a comment. They want six on six. All right, that's fine. I don't think that's a terror. It could be interesting. Why not? 
Smaller that's field a, might help. That's not actually a question. I just like, <laughs> I just like uh, putting Clarence Slumtown into uh, things. Uh, but more, more importantly, the actual question is uh, at DDF Baker. Hey, congrats, buddy. Uh, he's a, a board member of the uh, Minneapolis City uh, team. Uh, we'll be attending all the board meetings. In shirtless. how many games does Chicago eliminate us? That's funny because that's he's not the only person to, to ask us that question. We had a late Twitter submission from uh, Loonpedia FC who also asked how many how many games will the Wild need to kill the Blues? What do you think? Six is the right answer, but I'll let you answer. Wait, does Chicago eliminate us or the Blues? How many games will it take for Minnesota to eliminate uh, St. Louis? Oh, the, the Wild are winning the uh, Stanley Cup. Oh, shit. I didn't see. Uh, I'm sorry. Baker's question was different. We have a question from Loonpedia that says, how many games does the Wild need to kill off St. Louis? Answer that question oh, first. Five. Having done that later on, how many games does it take for Chicago to kill us? Zero, because Nashville's going to eliminate Chicago. Oh, my God. Very dirty. So I've got, I've got, uh, I've got the Wild winning in six here. That said, I'm looking at him uh, down one to nothing at home against St. Louis right now. Bitter, bloody tears being cried down here. So I've got some, I've got some more questions for us. So here's my question for you first. Jesus Christ. Uh, who do you believe will have the biggest impact in the nef- next MNUFC home match? Who has the biggest impact? What's well, it's Colorado, right? We're playing Colorado We're, next. We just talked about this for half a fucking hour. We're playing Houston. Oh, shit, Houston. I, I mean, I don't know, Cronin, just because... No, I was wrong. It's the next home match. I can't read the questions. It's the next home match. Jesus Colorado. <laughs> I forgot to read the questions tonight. Please read the goddamn Co- Colorado. Uh, Who has the biggest impact? And don't say the fans. Uh, Schuler. Really? I I think, I think you think he's going to be even be on the field. I think we, I think when we play against uh, a team at home, we're going to attack. So Warner, it's Schuler plays in that six role. So I think it's Schuler. I think Schuler is the one who, you know, creates some some shit for us. All right. And versus like Warner and Cronin playing. Back to back and a you know stupid double six roll. All right, all right. So biggest impact in the next home match. Um, obviously, this lineup dependent, but uh, honestly, I see probably Venegas. I think Venegas uh, came out of his shell, played a little bit more of an attacking role in this last game. I hope he does the same thing uh, next time. So good on you, Venegas. I got the next question for you. Uh, what's the chance uh, the gray-black Loon Wing home kit returns next year? The the wing the, kit, the, the wings. Super, the super awesome one? Yeah, the I super have. awesome one, yeah. Yeah. Um, zero? Zero, really. Yeah, but I, I, I really hope that uh, there's a variation of that that comes back. I don't, Something like it's it. It's not going to come back in the same iteration. But That's fine too. I, I put it. I, I put it out honestly, like twenty percent. I think even Adidas recognizes that that that's iconic. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna want yeah, it. Uh, it's, fans it's, respond to it. If Adidas wants to sell some jerseys, it's a way to do it. It'll, it'll come back in some iteration. It's not coming back in the in the same iteration that it right. is right now. All right, that's fair. Those are the only additional questions. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got one more, and this comes from actually. If I'm being honest with you, I believe this comes from the 55-1 Slack, but. <laughs> right now, it comes from Jeff Reuter. Tell me, what is the worst bar you've ever watched a game at? The worst bar I've ever watched a game at? Yes. And don't say Buffalo Wild Wings. That's the obvious answer. I've never actually watched a Minnesota United game at Buffalo Wild Wings. Well, it said any game. It doesn't have to be a United game. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, Man. What do, you, what do you got? Let me, let me think about this because I need to think about this. That's fair. Uh, I watched at, I would call it a dive bar, but that doesn't adequately describe the number of murders there each day. Uh, down in Ames, Iowa, when I was first getting into soccer, I was uh, teaching at Iowa State University. 
Um, and I had the summer off, so I watched the World Cup in 2010. And uh, I went to a bar. It won't do me any good to tell you which one it is. But this is a bar where people go to die. And uh, I went there to watch soccer. I don't, I, that doesn't help you. It was, it was every bit of a, of a shitty dive bar that you could imagine, except for more murders. Do you have anything to add to that kind of context? Two. Wait. Wait, what? Mur murder. It's where you kill another human. This bar averaged uh, 1.5 murders per day. I'm sure it did not. No, no, it did, because I okay. killed 1.5 people <laughs> at this bar each time I went. Uh, fair enough. Um, Worst bar. The, the podcast has gone on for two and a half hours now, so you got to... It's Yeah. Wow. Um, You've been to so many bad bars. I go to so many bad bars. That's the problem. Um, so I think, actually, the worst bar I've ever actually watched soccer in is a bar in Madison. Um, so my was it called any bar in Madison? <laughs> no, can't remember the name of the bar, but uh, but it's not too far from where my uh, wife's parents live in Madison, on the western side of Madison, and uh, yeah, I wandered over there because I needed to uh, get away from. My wife and her family, <laughs> as they were buying, Sometimes they were buying presents. They were buying presents. They were buying presents for me, and so I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna hang out at this bar." And I was like, "I'm gonna watch soccer." <laughs> so yeah, it was like an Irish bar. That's not actually not too far from where my in-laws, my right. lo my lovely, lovely in-laws, right. I love to death, uh, live uh, as across the highway from them. So yeah, that's probably like the. My dingiest place. I mean, I've watched my soccer at dingiest places, dingier places, but whatever. My commitment on this podcast is to talk about my in-laws more. <laughs> All right. That's my commitment for the future. All right. Why not? Like, we, why? Why? Why would you? Well, we'll find out on future podcasts. Right, hey, Please subscribe and find out why. Come find us uh, at uh, davesiknow.com. That's where we do some... Uh, do some, some content. Satire. That's where yeah. our podcast is hosted. Uh, obviously, Pre-caps. at T-D-I-K-M-N. Uh, that's where we do some Twitter stuff. Uh, email us. Questions. Seriously, I will literally send a thing to you if you uh, email me your goddamn address. The Daves I Know M-N at gmail.com. Our Facebook page. Still, whatever. Fuck that shit. Um, you can find this uh, podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, apparently. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, you can find Dave Martin at offensive, at offensive underscore loons. That's me. Me at Texas Zeller. And these are the Daves you know. We are the Daves you know. Delightful. No, we can't do nothing at all. You do yours, land here, become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.